Hey guys, it's Corey from the Northwoods, where we're showing you that freedom is an adventure. We're finding ours, and you can too. I'd like to go ahead and welcome you today to our Saturday live video podcast, where we hope to build the RV community here on YouTube. You can also find this podcast uh, as well as YouTube, but you can also find it on Apple iTunes, Google Podcast, and Spotify. So with that, if it's your first time here, make sure you click that subscribe button down below and ring that little bell so you don't miss any of our weekly videos and live streams. I'd like to start out with some shoutouts of some great channels here in the RV community. And if you haven't checked out these channels, I highly suggest that you do. Uh, they're producing good content. Um, it's only going to get better for some of these channels. Some of these channels are small channels. And I highly recommend that you check them out and show them a little bit of love. First one I'd like to go ahead and shout out again. Uh, is Kathy's Outdoor Adventures. Uh, Kathy is a photographer. She does um, just beautiful work when it comes to her photography. And she's learning YouTube and she's uh, starting to put out videos. And she's starting to get the hang of it and she's going to only get better from here. And the video quality that she's putting out is, is amazing. So make sure you go check out Kathy's Outdoor Adventures. Second one I'd like to uh, go ahead and, and shout out is Aaron from Three Tails RV. Um, Aaron is a fantastic guy. Uh, his channel's growing uh, quite a bit now, and uh, he's been around for a while on YouTube. I'm sure you've, you may run across his videos at some point in time. Um, but I would like to go ahead and shout him out. Make sure that you go check out Aaron with Three Tails RV. So with that, we'll go ahead and we'll start to move on here. Oh, let me get my notes here. Okay, so moving on, our guest this week is Josh, the RV nerd from Halet RV. Um, Halet RV um, and Josh is uh, one of the biggest uh, YouTube channels um, for an RV salesmanship. And we wanted to reach out to him because Josh is also a fellow Michigander. And we wanted to go ahead and reach out to him and see whether or not we could interview him. And we got Josh on the phone here. So um, I'll go ahead and I'll pull Josh in here. And uh, we'll go ahead and we'll get started with our questions. So first off, I'd like to go ahead and say, you know, thank you, Josh, for, uh, you know, being acceptable to interviewing with us i know we're a small youtube channel yet and uh you know you're getting to be a, a fairly mega channel out there and i'd like to say thank you very much for you know taking the time to um you know call in with us here and and uh, have a discussion with us and uh i got a list of questions here to go over with you and uh we'll just kind of run down through these here and uh We'll see uh, how this goes. So my uh, first question for you, Josh, is in your opinion of all brands you sell, what is the number one thing each manufacturer does best? Well, I mean, first of all, you know, thanks for having me. I always love the chance to, you know, share information with folks. It's kind of this weird thing that we'll, I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll talk about later. Kind of, I'm sure you're going to ask me, like, how'd you get into this sort of thing? But, uh, you know, the number one thing each brand does, because... I talk about that all the time. Every brand is the best in a different way. 
it's it's kind of tricky because it's it's a little bit subtle and some of it is just what I feel. But like with Jayco, the hardest thing with them is they do so much that a consumer just never sees or is likely to appreciate unless they really, really, really dissect these things. You can see it in a few areas though, like um, their warranty is a good indicator. It's hands down the best across the board. And it's also reflected in the consumer loyalty among Jayco owners. It's That's something that is just really, really uncommon out there. Um, but with them, it's, it's really one major thing. I always kind of liken Jayco to like, a bucket out in in the rain individual raindrops don't really mean much but when you start collecting them look how quick that bucket fills up you know keystone um has really really always been like one of the key sources for innovation uh in the business out there and they don't get the credit they deserve when it comes to that they come up with a lot of things that get very quickly cannibalized in the business and then other people put their marketing spin on it as though they came up with it a shocking amount of what we see today is just straight modeled off of and can be traced back to keystone especially in laminated trailers there's just there is no other brand no matter what they want to say that that does what keystone does in the laminated market it, it's amazing um I think they get overlooked a lot, though, just because they've been around for so long and at such a high level that, like, they've just be it's just become like white noise. Like, yeah, there's another Cougar, there's another Montana, another yeah. Passport. Like, it's easy just to kind of tune them out. But like the way that they're trying to push boundaries and set standards, like in solar and whatnot, no one else is doing what they're trying to do in solar. But you're gonna find that other people will. They're just always gonna be a year or two behind. Um, Forest River's tricky because their greatest asset is their greatest liability. And that is the fact that you shouldn't think of Forest River as a company. Like when people say who built that, they don't usually say Thor. They say Jayco, Keystone, Dutchman, etc. But people say Forest River, you know. Hmm. Forest River is a collection of unrelated brands like Cherokee, Rockwood, uh, Wildwood. Uh, you know, in a sense, Coachman is, they're all different divisions of Thor in the way that Keystone and Jago are, or pardon me, they're divisions of Forest River, the way Keystone and Jago are divisions of, of Thor, but right. um, you, you kind of have to break it down a little bit more than that again, I, I, I guess, but I think the cool thing with Forest River is that in, instead of trying to be one company that does everything, they allow each of these little micro segments of their business the ability to really dial in to individual market segments to really try to do that as best as they can. Um, you know, and then there's, there's, there's some real big standouts. I, I kind of mentioned, but like Rockwood's literally the original ultralight. They've just been doing it longer than anyone else. Um, it's kind of funny when you start talking about different, um, laminated RV practices, there's a lot of brands saying, yeah, but you can't do that. And then, like uh, another company will say, uh, I'll say, well, yeah, but Rockwood does it. And they go, well, you got to understand, Rockwood's special, okay? Like, they're just, they're this own very well respected thing, even among market competitors. Anytime you say, I carry Rockwood, another manufacturer goes, oof, that's a good product, you yeah. know? Um, and then, like, Cherokee, oh my gosh, Cherokee's long been a top five brand. But in like the last four or five years, they have surged to become one of just the most powerful like RV juggernauts out there. Their division, it's just simply exploded. Um, you know, their their conventional stick and tin campers are 
pushing the market so hard that they have affected the laminated market. Laminated manufacturers have had to step up their game just to keep up with what Cherokee's doing in stick and tin. And then recently, Wildwood, who's always been a good infantry soldier, they've become so innovative, like adding the strong arm jacks and their their burst lounges and just all kinds of smart little things, you know? Um, sorry, am I talking too much? No, 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 you're fine. I think it just kind of goes to show the fact that you know, one manufacturer starts uh, stepping up their game, and the rest of the industry has to come along with it and uh, step up their game as well. So, um, yeah, I can see that. You know, that's another thing with Cherokee. In 2012, they were a little rough around the edges. And then all of a sudden in 2015, they went through what I call like a Phoenix-like rebirth, and they just restarted the brand. And actually, what's funny, what Cherokee did is they went through and they were allowed to kind of examine Rockwood's factory practices and they implemented those policies and procedures in their plant and the next year became the number two selling thing out there and now as an entire division they're the, the selling um who else Winnebago with Winnebago it's easy they just the quality quality is just the, the word with them right Literally every year we've had Winnebago in uh, our total RV lineup which is like five years now they've logged the lowest rates of warranty per sale of any other brand that we carry and there's some very very good servicing brands out there and every year Winnebago we have the fewest uh, amount of warranty dollars accumulated with them the fewest amount of claims the fewest amount of claims per trailer you know everything they do is just doing well but i don't think a lot of people realize um if if anyone's been around the business a while they might remember the old sunnybrook rvs that's kind of what became winnebago winnebago bought sunnybrook's total production facility but they kept all that staff and the people that work there have such a pride and their their seniority boards are ancient like they've been doing this a really long time they know what they're doing they know how it works they do it really well their, their workers walk, they don't run, you know, like there's, they're a measure twice, cut once kind of brand. Um, and I'll, here, I'll try to wrap it up a little bit more quickly for Highlander Ridge. Um, just cutting edge creativity. There's there's a reason that they're emblems of horse, you know, they're, they're, they're like that wild stallion rolling through, through the, the plains. They're a little bit, you know, they've tamed themselves a little bit and added some more mainstream concepts, really, but they're always on the bleeding edge of the razor, like, you know, the, the quiet cooling air conditioners and a travel trailer segment that just are never usually there. So it's tough because even the brains we don't carry, they all have that one cool thing that makes it really neat, you know? Yeah, and I, I think that's all great information. And, uh, boy, you know, you like you said, you stop to think about what each one does best and, um, you know, it's such a, a broad question, um, and I think you offered a lot of really good information there, and uh, just a fantastic amount of information and knowledge that you're able to, um, you know, provide there. So, so moving on to our next question, um, what are some key points to be aware uh, of when it comes to RV warranties? I think I could say here, but I think the most powerful statement I could make to a client curious about anything when it comes to RV warranties is this. Before you ask that question or seek a claim, 
first put yourself in the shoes of the RV manufacturer. And when people take that perspective, it usually organically answers a lot of things, like a lot of things, because there's a lot of people, well, why doesn't the manufacturer cover this? Flip the script and put yourself in their position and imagine how it looks coming from them. And a lot of times that answers a lot of things. And typically speaking, um, despite the negative press that is thrown out there, most RV brands are very good about fulfilling warranty claims. It just has to be something that's reasonable. And it they need good information. And a lot of times, um, I, I can tell you from experience, when a client drops something off for warranty needs, it's like trying to get information on them. They're just like, well, it don't work. Well, what doesn't work? What does it do? You know, And it's, it's really hard to get a clear picture going into it. And I think that helps a lot. Yeah, that's, you know, like I said, there's always a, a, I think, a bad taste in the RV community um, as far as when it comes to RV warranties, whether or not you uh, get what you pay for and things. Um, it's nice to hear that, uh, you know, for the most part, most manufacturers are pretty good at responding to that. So definitely appreciate that from uh, the manufacturers and um, dealers that have to deal with that, that warranty work as well, so... Um, so going, moving on here yet again, what have been some of the biggest trends, um, that have, uh, that you've seen in the RV industry here in, in 2020? Um, I think, um, more tech stuff, less carpet stuff, um, generally speaking, all of which are welcome, you know, like the stable steps, those things have pretty much just taken over. They're virtually standard across the majority of the market now. Right. And they're, um, I know that they pose some problems for some folks, but obviously they've taken over as the dominant thing because that's what a lot of people are wanting. And I would say, quote, insulation, but I say that only because that's a, a thing that people are all crazy over. When, when frankly, most insulation claims are so grossly over-marketed and under-delivering, that whole thing's kind of a sore spot for me. I really, really don't like it when people are misled, and there's so much of it out there regarding R values or whatever equivalent nonsense the manufacturer wants to spout that, that just goes unchecked. It's, it's hard for me to tolerate all that, but it continues to be a trend. <laughs> Yeah, I think the biggest thing we saw at the uh, camper shows thus far this year is the uh, suburban uh, Blackstone uh, knockoff uh, griddles, and uh, They're not Blackstone knockoffs. Really, Blackstone. So, Blackstone, awesome company, made a very cool product that everybody jumped right onto, but they didn't have the production capacity to serve the RV industry. Really, you know who does suburban. They subcontracted their, I think it's the smaller 17-inch Blackstone through Suburban. So it's the exact same designs and everything. It just has a different nameplate. Kind of like, um, you remember how a Lexmark printer was literally a Dell? Right. You know, the same same kind of thing. But Blackstone kept for themselves the pads, so like the bigger ones, um, so that they could always have their own little like flagship. Huh. That, that's, that's really good to know. I would have never guessed. Um... Looking at it, yeah, they looked uh, similar, but I really didn't think it was a Blackstone. So, um, you know, that's great, great information to know that 
uh, Suburban was able to step up uh, for Blackstone and uh, bring that to the RV market, you know, from the manufacturers. So um, that's fantastic, <laughs> you know. So moving on here, uh, of all your videos, what is the topic you get the most positive feedback from? videos and so much content so regularly that I really don't have a good beat on this one. Um, I try to hand review every single comment anyone makes and I think the recurring positive response I get is my, my off-the-wall humor and <laughs> some of the things that come out of my mouth I read uh, pretty much unscripted and every now and then a little bit of what goes on in the back of my mind slips forward and off my tongue, you know. And, right. uh, so far, it's never been, like, lawsuit-worthy, but hey, who knows. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, on that topic, though, one thing I wish, it, it's really sad because, like, I put out a video today uh, with a tip for people to help keep their children safe on a campground, and it receives maybe 20% of the viewership of a stupid video that I put out like with a joke or something like that or just for a tongue-in-cheek laugh right. and that kind of stuff makes me a little bit sad everyone says they want more serious topics but it's not what they usually tune into what people want to see is you know that you know hey this is Josh with RV blah 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 like and subscribe like that's what people still tune into despite what they say it's not what they actually perform um you know it's not what they're actually doing yeah i think they uh come to expect the yeah, funny josh it's, it's like i try to put out like hey do this and check this and here's some safety and maintenance information and so much of that just falls on deaf ears that's kind of a bummer i wish that got more attention and more appreciation yeah that's uh the amount of viewership you get on uh some videos compared to others sometimes just don't make rhyme or reason um, and I'm sure that's everyone pretty much across YouTube. Um, you know, we put out this content and we sure wish that it, the message gets out there and sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. Um, it's great when it hits home, but, um, we literally have little control over that. So, so moving on <coughs> of all the great places to RV here in Michigan, um, what has been your favorite uh, destination for you and um, your family? Ooh, that, that is a tough one. Um, I don't think a lot of people realize what there is to do and see in Michigan. Uh, if you get off the highways, there it's amazing. Like whether There's so much different geography in Michigan between the upper and lower peninsulas. And even just oh, yeah. the lower peninsula, you know, you've got dunes, you've got uh, flatlands, you've got hills and virtual mountains and tons of greenery, and there's a little bit of everything, but I do kind of have a little bit of a soft spot for up around South Haven. Um, <laughs> there's a little beautiful Italian restaurant named Maria's that'll just kill you with carbs and finish you off with some amazing gelato. That, <laughs> that for some reason, has always kind of stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, catch-22 of this business is that when you're working in it, you don't get the chance to go camping as much as you would like. Yeah, and I I, I feel you there. Um, you know, I work in the IT industry, and um, 
I'm always the guy that don't have a working computer at home because after you work all day, you don't necessarily want to come home and uh, work on another one. So I uh, definitely get being able to be able to one, you know, want to do it, and two, having the time to do it. So. So with that, we'll go ahead and move on here. Our next question. Um, this was a little bit of a funny one because I know you put out a video a while back. And uh, so I guess we'll just go ahead and we'll ask the question. So have you ever been known to live in a van down by the river? Like, like Bill Definitely, I think one of our favorite uh, videos that you've put out, and it was just hilarious and uh, typical Josh. So, see what I mean? That's the stuff that people tune into. It's not the uh, hey, here's how you keep your RV from filling it down. It's lottie freaking. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's the truth of this stuff. Yeah, it's uh, fortunately you kind of get typecasted. I think in that role, and everyone expects the. Uh, the funny Josh to show through and um, you do such a great job of letting yourself be out there and uh, it shows in some of those videos that you actually love what you do and you have fun with it and uh, all I can say is just keep keep doing what you're doing because you're uh, doing a fantastic job uh, both providing information and entertaining the RV community so uh, so for those watching this video how did you end up becoming Josh the the RV nerd? You know, I really don't know. It wasn't <laughs> intentional. It was just sort of this thing that happened. Um, You're right. I don't know if I so much became quote Josh the RV nerd so much as that's just who I always was, and it just took a little bit of time for all the everything we kind of fell into place. Um. After about a thousand RV video tours, which we've got about six thousand of those things now, but after about a thousand, I got uh, <laughs> kind of bored. And um, at that point, I was pretty proficient walking around, talking to the camera, and talking to viewers through the camera. And it didn't occupy so much of my mental focus anymore. I was just kind of on autopilot. And when my brain has time to wander, it sounds really weird places to go. And a little bit more of that started slipping through. And instead of trying to be salesman, I was just just being this dork talking about fun camping stuff. And thankfully, I think people enjoyed the conversational realism of it all. Like I said, Josh, uh, you know, you definitely have fun with it. Um, you know, you put yourself out there and just let yourself be you. And uh, it shows on camera, it shows in your delivery and of uh, the product that you put out here on YouTube. And uh, 
I can say that all of us here in the RV community definitely appreciate what you do here on YouTube. So, so on to the next one. Um, how um, how you use your RV often dictates um, what type of RV you end up buying. So how do you break it down to guide someone with the proper information that they need to purchase the RV that that best you know would fit what they need and what they actually want because you know some people when they first go to look for an RV you know they're all excited about it um, they might not know exactly what they want well to really do it right like right right you actually as, as a shopper, as a buyer, you need to get to know and form a little bit of a relationship with your salesperson. And a lot of people don't want to do that because, unfortunately, there's a lot of really poor dealership owners out there who train worse managers, who train wolves that call themselves salespeople. And it's not just this industry. It's a lot of them. Um, but as a result, people want to put up this, like, digital curtain and say, only email me. Well... Unless you're in a place that just doesn't get like phone reception, and this is going to probably ruffle some feathers, but hear me out here. When someone says email only, that's the only way I want you to contact me. It means like one of three things. It means like, A, we're not really serious about this. And if you have a question, that's fine. Right. But um, understand that pe uh, people in this business, you know, they make their living with the time they have available in the day. Time's a resource in sales. And... Uh, there's a, if you're just kind of passingly curious, if it's not really deriving your your inquiry, take a look at like some Facebook groups and forums and stuff. And there's a lot of communities out there that can help you. Yeah. Um, the other thing you probably mean is that you're scared of being hosed by a slimy salesperson for one reason or another. And I, I get that. Right. I, I totally get that. But the third thing it could mean is that you think you have it all figured out, and rarely does a client actually have it all figured out. There's too many details and nuances. Like, look at how simple of a question, like, what does each brand do well and how long of an answer that generated. That was a 10-minute answer, although I, I am pretty long-winded. I can't right now, but there's so many little, little nuances here. Like, and then there's just annoying things. Like, something as simple as, like, hey, what's the price of an RV? Like, when you're a, a customer, you know, you rarely does a customer say, what is the actual out-the-door price of the RV? which will help smoke out all these annoying hidden dealer fees. There's so there's just no transparency out there. It's so frustrating. And the problem is when you say email only, it doesn't give someone who's really interested in doing the job right and actually taking care of you the opportunity to even do their job properly. Um, I, I, you know, some people might not appreciate that answer, but I think if you step back and really consider what I'm saying, any reasonable person will understand the logic of what I'm saying there. Right. I guess what I'm saying is that at some point, we have to trust one another at least a little bit. One of the things that I've always tried to do, and this comes from the top down, it's not just Josh the Arvener, it's Hayward RV, it's Dave Hayward who founded the place, who's my stepdad, he's taking great care of me, you know, I call my dad, and um, that makes me an SOB, by the way, son of the boss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least that's what the guys up front tell me it means. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> they, um, you know, it, what, everything I'm sharing here, it's the culture of our store that, that he's put down. Um, you know, like trying to help somebody find their second care for the first time. That's why we put out all of that educational material. 
And all I ask for anyone who's listening to this is judge our staff based off their actions, not based on their profession, because that happens a lot. Like, I made a joke one time. I said, you have got to watch out there for these bad salesmen and lawyers. And the guy called me the next day. He's like, dude, I'm a lawyer, and I didn't appreciate that. I work hard for people. And I'm like, you know, that is completely fair, and I'm just as guilty of it. So little conversations like that, it helps kind of make me maybe a little more aware of things. But, um, it drives me crazy when someone says, oh, I don't ever trust a salesperson. You don't know me. And I, I've never done anything to you but try to help, you know? Right. But, so all that being said, to actually get to the answer of your question, what's the process? Um, you know, what's a guy finding something? I think... Uh, I kind of boiled down like three steps here. And step number one is find the floor plan you like. If a company, you can love a company to death, but if they don't have the right floor plan, ain't gonna buy it. Nothing else matters. If you're just starting to shop, ignore everything else on the RV. I don't care if you want fiberglass and the one that you're looking at has a, you know, aluminum corrugated skin. Does it have the layout you like? Do you like where the chairs and the bed and the toilet are? If not, then you're, if nothing else matters, move on. If it does, then find out who else makes this layout who else makes it in a similar class and category or a different class and category because you can have the same layout in an entry level camper up through a luxury camper but they have the same layout in the same way that you can have uh, an economy car or a luxury car but you've got four seats and a steering wheel you know what I mean right right um, now and then finally investigate what makes them different and the reason I say that is because Especially if something's in the same class, like say a Cherokee and a Wildwood, they are probably about 97% the same, if not more so. Right. So instead of focusing on what every single different RV brand does, which is so confusing, I mean, I, I have to dedicate an entire career to it and I can't keep it all straight. But then you can say, okay, well, if they're 97% the same, what are the 3% differences that separate them? And which one of those 3% do I like a little bit better, you know? And then I, I guess step four would actually be buying the thing from Hewlett RV, of course. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, and I think you've had all good points there. The fact that you know, a lot of times a new buyer don't know um, where to even start in their journey of trying to find an RV that fits what they want, and uh, that's what kind of prompted my question: is how you, as the dealer, approach that. Because that could be different for, you know, each person even. And, uh, you know, it's got to be a struggle to be able to, to help get people into what they want. And so often we see so many people, they jump into an RV and they either decide that it's not the RV that they needed or, um, you know, they jump into the RV lifestyle and find out it was a lifestyle that they didn't, you know, think it was. And... Uh, so you know it's it's all great information to be able to uh, see it from a different perspective. I think so. So with that, we'll go ahead and we'll jump on and uh, see. We're down to what are some of the things that make Halet RV stand out from other RV dealers? Well, I mean, probably the very thing that drew you, you know, to approach me on this interview, and that's just our willingness to share a ton of information, good, bad, ugly, and in just a really easy-to-understand, transparent fashion. I've tried to really not 
talk down to people, but just make it in a way that everybody can understand. You know, um, we aren't necessarily trying to be something, uh, I don't know how to say it. Like, we're not just trying to just be your dealer. We're just people helping people, and we appreciate those who give us the opportunity, and they, they tend to pick up on that, you know. We're not perfect, but who is? I, I guess right. I guess the thing, the difference there is, you know, it's never been for a lack of trying, I guess. Right, right, right. Can uh, definitely understand that. And I think you do try quite a bit to try to help people. Um, like I said before, it goes to show in the videos that you put out that you you're all about trying to help people, and um, that's fantastic. So, so for those uh, watching and interested in making contact with you, Josh, or Halet RV. What's the best way for them to uh, contact Halet RV uh, to get the process started? Well, that's pretty simple. Just visit www.halet.rv.com. That's H-A-Y-L-E-T-T-R-V.com. And right there you see our entire inventory for viewing towing guides. A resources page with, like, helpful shopping and upkeep guides. Or beyond that, um, you know, when, when you're able, give us a call, stop on by. Um, we don't we don't force clients to have a salesperson with them at all times. By the way, like people are welcome to just to browse and meander a lot because I get that not everyone's ready to do this today. Right. We talked about the scary salesman. You know, sometimes you just have to dip your toes in the pond a little bit. Um, kind of like trying on a pair of pants before you buy them. Come on down to our dressing room a little bit. You know. Right. <laughs> right. right. And then, as always, take care, stay safe, have fun, and happy Halo camping, everyone. All right, so I'd like to say again, thanks, Josh, for joining us today. I'll go ahead and let you go from here. And uh, if any of you haven't checked out Halet RV uh, on YouTube, make sure you go over, check out um, Josh's channel he's got going on over there. It is a library of information in the RV community about just about any make and model that you may be interested in. And go ahead and make sure you check out Halet RV's website. They have a very good website on trying to find the RV that fits you. And go ahead and check out those resources. If you're looking for an RV, reach out to Halet RV. And um, go ahead and make that content. Give the uh, contact. Give them a chance to help you. It doesn't matter where you are um, in the U.S don't feel like they're too far away to do business with go ahead reach out to them and uh, just give them a chance because i think that you'll have a very positive um, experience dealing with uh, halet rv so with that uh, don't forget go over check out halet rv's uh, channel here on youtube uh, watch some videos make sure you give them some thumbs up comment on their videos uh, give them a subscribe and uh, watch that content and just show them some love. Um, as well as make sure that you go ahead and, and give a thumbs up on this video. And uh, leave comments below if you'd like. And just go ahead and uh, show us love here in the Northwoods on what we do to try to get information out to you guys as well. And don't forget, you can watch the replay of this both on YouTube or you can listen on Apple iTunes, Google uh, Google uh, Podcasts, 
and Spotify um, starting this week. So um, you can go back and you can watch any of or listen to any of our episodes on those podcasts. So if you're uh, driving and you don't have time to watch a video, check out the podcast and go ahead and just listen into the interviews that we do on Saturday uh, afternoons. And uh, with that, I will go ahead and uh, get ready to wrap this up and uh, make sure you check out each of our um, live streams that we do. We do live streams on Wednesday now at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time where we cover an RV topic every week. We play some games and we give away some Amazon gift cards and just go ahead and just have a little bit of fun while sharing some RV information. Then here on Saturdays, we do our live video podcast. So um, always something going on here at the Northwoods. We appreciate your time uh, spending with us on a Saturday afternoon. And with that, I'll go ahead and I'll let you go. And we'll see you out there. Thanks, guys.